Welcome back to the Flash Friday podcast with your host, Chris Gentry. I am flying solo today, people. Uh, Preston had a conflict, couldn't be with me. So Preston, if you're out there listening, uh, hope this isn't too boring without you. Uh, We'll see. But he will be back, don't worry, on future episodes of the Flash Friday podcast. So for today, I did want to jump on, though, uh, and talk about a little bit of news that has been in the news recently, um, actually for a couple weeks now, um, but even longer. Uh, It's really kind of flared up over the last couple weeks, really going into the start of September. And it's about a a lady that is actually pretty close to my age. Um, I know I'd mentioned on one of the last podcasts, uh, the year I was born, 1984. And uh, she's actually just a little older than me, was actually born on February 3rd of 1984. And the individual I'm wanting to talk about just briefly and her company, um, you probably have have heard of her, uh, maybe read about her or seen a documentary about her. Um, She's actually a founder of a pretty successful uh, Silicon Valley company that she started up at a very young age, actually at the age of 19. So I want to I want to share a little bit about what's going on with her, kind of who who she is, uh, the company she started, and why they're in the news in September. Uh, before I jump too deep into it, uh, give us a, a, a rating, a like, subscribe. That way, you get all the latest episodes that we're doing with Flash Friday, with whatever podcast. And all those future podcast shows that are going to be falling under the Whatever Media group. Uh, So that way, it kind of gets us out there a little bit further, too. Um, We hope you're enjoying enjoying all of the content that we're putting out uh, with the Flash Fridays and uh, the weekly episodes that are coming out with the Whatever podcast. Uh, But please, please... Uh, give us a review, give us some stars, and uh, share it out there with with the people you know. So here we go. Uh, the girl I want to talk about, the lady uh, that I want to talk about, is Elizabeth Holmes. She was born, like I say, uh, February third, nineteen eighty four. And like I say, I'm sure some of you have uh, either heard of her, maybe her company. Uh, or seen a documentary about her because I know she was like the uh, Steve Jobs, so to speak, of Silicon Valley in female form for the med tech side of things. So I want to talk a little bit about her company that she founded and why they are in such hot water right now. So in 2003, you got to go back a little bit Uh, to kind of get us where we are today. In 2003, um, Elizabeth Holmes, she drops out of Stanford University, and she was only 19 years old at the time. She was looking to revolutionize blood testing and the diagnostics that come along with that. So at that time, she had uh, started this company that was uh, called, at that time, Real-Time Cures, and eventually became known as Theranos 
and in 2004 raises quite a bit of money uh, for the company. And what a lot of what you'll find uh, if you either read about, watch the documentary, or listen listen to some of the people that's talking about her right now. Um, she was very captivating in her vision of the company and what she wanted to see done with this company. So get into that here in just a minute as well. But just to know, she was able to raise a lot of money because of how captivating she was with her vision. So in 2009, she has a a boyfriend that joins up with her as the COO of the company. Um, In 2010, they raise millions of more and actually are valued at a billion dollars. So this company had skyrocketed into uh, high value and generated a lot of funding uh, in their uh, in their efforts to get early investors. Uh, 2011, they really get a strong board membership around the company. Uh, a lot of well-known, high-profile individuals that were political um, and of money, uh, which were also investors into the company. Um, The company moves headquarters uh, around that time, a little after that, uh, once that uh, strong, high-profile board is established. And then in 2013, begins to promote and really push um, the idea of their capabilities or the perceived capabilities, uh, we should say, with testing and diagnostics on just a single drop of blood. So what would happen was, as everybody knows, um, blood testing requires pretty pretty good sized vials of blood to do a range of different diagnostics, different tests. The claim that this company made was with a single drop, they could run a lot of different tests and run a lot of diagnostics on that one drop of blood. Uh, The machine that they did the testing with was called the Edison. And at that time in 2013, gained a partnership that was extremely strong. Uh, it wasn't widespread, but a large name that came alongside him uh, in this partnership. And I know you've all heard of this uh, business, this pharmacy. Uh, it's by the name of Walgreens. So they gained a partnership with Walgreens around that time. And then in, in just a year or so after that, had raised nearly... A, half a billion dollars and their value from 2010 at a billion dollars in just four years raised to a value of nine billion dollars and she was identified and recognized in Forbes as a billionaire 
in 2015, a few things start to happen. Uh, the, the FDA approves of a test to detect herpes uh, virus as well as um, a lot of other different FDA approvals that came along around those times as well. And, and this was pretty big to be able to identify and diagnose based on that, remember, single drop of blood. So in 2016, the, the uh, Center for Medical and Medicaid Services releases a report, and it identifies um, issues. Uh, it didn't meet quality control standards, and it talks in that report about uh, equipment not being calibrated correctly. So in 2016, kind of following a lot of that and a lot of um, some of the, the news that was circulating around that time, Walgreens cuts uh, their relationship with Theranos. And things begin to spiral a little bit. Um, and then when we get to 2018, uh, it this is when the United States uh, SEC places some charges on Theranos and on Elizabeth uh, herself as well. So in 2018, there are... Uh, claims of fraud, so criminal fraud charges are brought against uh, both Elizabeth, the CEO, CEO, and her C COO at the time. Um, and then in two thousand, later in two thousand eighteen, so just um, actually September of that month, the company announces that it will dissolve. Which brings us to today. Uh, it, it, it set with the courts for uh, a few years now, uh, but those charges that were brought were uh, nine or ten counts of uh, fraud charges against the company and uh, conspiracy to... Uh, fraud charges were placed on them as well. So in the beginning of this month, it was announced that uh, the trial would begin. And starting in September, uh, which just as we're recording this kind of mid-month, but over the last couple weeks, there have been testimonies and uh, the court has been in session. Now, it's expected to last about 13 weeks uh, is what, what the estimated time frame is on this case. Now, there are, like I say, some serious charges that the United States has brought against Holmes um, with uh, nine counts of wire fraud and two counts of conspiracy to commit wire fraud 
for distributing blood tests that um, had falsified results. So they would run tests um, and would give faulty diagnostics based on the test to those individuals, we'll call them consumers uh, or patients, you could say, um, with with bad diagnostic health information to the extent of some pretty uh, pretty significant diagnostics that were given to individuals that were completely wrong. You would run samples on a uh, Theranos machine and run the same blood samples on a different machine and get total opposite results. So early on, she had a great vision of bringing blood testing and diagnostics of your health care or the health of your body to a wide range of individuals at a really cheap cost. So her vision to bring something to reality that helps a lot of people was right, but their fake it till you make it approach did not work at all. Uh, and all the time they were still generating additional investment funding, generating additional uh, people to come in and partner with the company while knowing uh, what it appears while knowing that what they were running was not giving accurate information. So it's an interesting case to follow. Um, and coming up towards the end of my time here with y'all, uh, I really encourage you to just kind of keep an eye on this case. If you haven't heard of Elizabeth Holmes, she's a very interesting individual. Um, a lot of people looked up, a lot of, a lot of uh, females looked up to her as a, a strong voice and a strong entrepreneur in Silicon Valley, uh, even at a young age, that was a female because uh, you you know the Steve Jobs of the world and the Elon Musk of the world, and to have a female rise up in uh, the midst of Silicon Valley that was so uh, passionate about what she was doing, had such a strong vision about uh, what her goals were and what she wanted to see done with this company, and to be so ca- captivating. You just don't see that a lot, and I know a lot of individuals looked up to her and looked at um, the, the strength in her entrepreneurship, and to see a lot of that crumble away with with kind of the mismanagement of that company and the what appears to be known uh, understanding that a lot of the testing that they were doing was not accurate and not working. It just it's just uh, something that really could have been something built in a way if it was that was would be successful if done right, you know. Um, but definitely not carry forward the the lies or the the false information that was was being done at the time. So if you haven't seen the documentary um 
of Elizabeth Holmes. It's an HBO documentary called The Inventor. Out for Blood in Silicon Valley is what it's uh, what it's called. It came out in 2019. It's about a two-hour-long documentary, but very well made, very well put together, and it gives you the the whole understanding of the company of Elizabeth herself and kind of the downfall of them as a, a company as well. It was based on a a book called Bad Blood. Secrets and Lies in a Silicon Valley Startup. I encourage you to get the book, watch the documentary, and definitely follow this case as it's being played out right now because it is um, something that could change things. Uh, one, the trust of these Silicon Valley companies, and two, just just the uh, fake it till you make it or high-risk approach that a lot of them take on that some of them are successful with, um, but in this case was very, very not successful and failed awfully um, as a result of that. So Elizabeth right now is facing, uh, depending on the outcome of this case, is facing up to 20 years in federal prison and has the potential to see millions of dollars in fines as a result of it. So if you haven't been watching it, keep your eye on it. Um, and like I say, check out the book, check out the documentary, and just kind of dig in and, and kind of see where this thing plays out. So until next time, again, check out uh, all of the content that we have going up on Flash Fridays, as well as the Whatever Podcast. And as we've talked about, uh, be on the lookout for a few more shows to hit the platform with uh, the Whatever Media Group. Uh, a lot of things to look forward to. So if you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe, give us a review, and share us out there. That way we can um, reach individuals that haven't heard of us yet. So until next time, I hope you all have a a great one, and uh, I'll be back with the co-host, Preston Stone. And uh, until next time, you all take care. Peace out.